this is the player I'm going to get mad at you guys about, just so, you know, steal yourself. Failure. You take it very personally. You shame me, guys. You shame me. Uh-oh. Tell me why I'm wrong. So I'm just going with my heart over my head, because my head is stupid anyway. It's a sight for sore eyes. Oh, that's just dumb, though. I've never been proven more wrong in my life so quickly and so dramatically. Recording. Monday, May 16th. You are listening on Wednesday, May 18th. It is the sixth podcast of the year, featuring Snap Wilson, Robococo, MJ Tolliver. Guys, how are we this week? Coco. <laughs> Doing good. I already told you about discovering a new ice new cream spot in Chicago. So that's really all that's going on with me. And you got like your first sunshine in three years or something. I was, it's been a while. Yeah, that's very true. I've been on a lot of long walks, <laughs> soaking in the rays. How about you guys? How you doing, um, MJ? I've been pretty much doing the same. Slow and steady, slow and steady, unpacking and just trying to catch up on sleep, really. I've, I've been feeling a little bit better this week as opposed to the last few weeks being so busy. Well, it is it is now approaching the the, the between ninety degree and hundred degrees here, uh, so yeah. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. But I'm also excited because we have four straight home games coming for the Las Vegas Aces. So I'm jazzed. I'm pumped. I'm pumped and jazzed to to catch an extended home stand for my team. So let's get to this. We have a news roundup. Uh, players coming back. A lot of players are coming back this upcoming week. We have Tiffany Hayes with the Atlanta Dream. We have Kalia Copper. And apparently, Li Ru is going to be showing up by this upcoming weekend. By Sunday is, I think, what James Wade said. The New York Liberty are getting Rebecca Allen back. The Connecticut Sun are getting Dewana Bonner and, and Courtney Williams back. The Las Vegas Aces should be getting Kia Stokes back. The Minnesota Lynx are getting Kayla McBride back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, if, if a player was missing, they're probably coming back this week. I think the only one that's going to be overseas for, for uh, much longer than this is Julie Alleman for the Chicago Sky. And uh, Ileana Ruper for the Aces is supposed to, be, supposed to be showing up much later in the year, later in the year. Around and Christy Tolliver had her and, right, the, extended last night. Yes, the Dallas yeah. Mavericks yeah. absolutely destroyed the Phoenix Suns in Game 7. So Dallas is moving on to the conference championships, and Christy Tolliver is a coach there. So she is sticking around with them. So yeah, yay, we're getting close to a full contingent of, of WNBA players back. A lot of teams that were missing, a lot of key performers, they're coming back. We will see how that changes things. Coming into our least favorite section of the podcast, things that suck. Players having to fly coach with the new federal mandates that uh, don't require passengers to wear masks. We have had the predictable players uh, catching COVID after after plane trips. Uh, Natasha Cloud, Brianna Stewart, Epiphany Prince all had to go into health and safety protocol. They are all, I believe, coming out by next game, Natasha Cloud is is taking an extra game to get back into game shape, but they should hopefully all be back and healthy. And ho- we hopefully, fingers crossed, but I know we will, we will have to deal with this as the season goes on. Also in things that suck, Brittany Griners was supposed to have her, her court date on the 19th. It got moved up, I believe, by five days. 
and her detention was extended another 30 days. They had a photograph with her, her head down and in, in handcuffs, and it has again reignited the, the cries for her to be brought home safely, the more public cries. There, there have been a lot of people who've been just, just pressuring their, their representatives to, to bring her home. Uh, there's been a lot of, of things in Russian media about how, how they, they want the U.S. to do a trade for this person or that person. To, for her to be brought home. This is a terrible situation. Becky, I know you have some things to add about this, so the floor is yours. Yeah, I just had a quick thought on this. I know we're all feeling really just sad and scared for Brittany, and it feels like this really unfair situation. And so I hope everyone takes the actions that are being requested, like signing the change.org petition, you know, contacting people where you can. Another thing that it brings to mind is you know, Brittany's pretrial detention was extended. And that's a huge issue here in the US as well. Mm. So if you're feeling sad and scared for Brittany, there's also things you can do for people like Brittany Griner, who are detained in the United States, two thirds of the incarcerated population in the United States are pretrial detainees. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue because of cash bond because of ice, putting holds on people's cases. And so if you're feeling like I was today, just feeling kind of hopeless about it, there's things you can do for pretrial detainees here in the United States, like donating to local bail funds. The Community Justice Exchange has a whole directory of bail funds. If you don't have money to donate, you can look at local initiatives about ending cash bond and advocate for those. So just the thought is we're kind of scared about this situation overseas. It's a unique situation in a lot of ways, but... There are a lot of people like Brittany Griner, and particularly in communities that she's a part of, Black people, queer people in the United States who are also being detained here in unjust situations. And that is it. That is an excellent idea. And it's great to, even if you can't help in a specific situation, to be able to help people who are in similar situations. We will go ahead and throw links to those in the podcast. Yeah, fantastic idea. That's a really, really great idea. Brittany. You're not hearing this, but we're we're all praying for you. We're all hoping you make it home safely and that this whole mess can be over with. All right, uh, moving on to our particular brand, which is the sixth player of the year. Here's our sixth player of the year update. We had a number of really uh, great standout bench performances this week. Starting with Han Shu, who played two games, averaging 12 minutes per game across those games. I think one was 15 and like one was six minutes. But she scored double figures in both, 10 points per game in both games. So way to go, Han Shu. She also hit a three in both games, which was really, really cool. So Han Shu, shooters shoot. Queen Egbo against the Minnesota Lynx had eight rebounds, five steals, and three blocks, only four points scored. But still, that's a pretty impressive performance. In the recent game against the Atlanta Dream, she had like one of the highlight blocks of the year. I think that's going to be a year-end best. She just It was just astounding. It looked incredible. And her celebration after it was also incredible. We were all kind of wrong a little about uh, Queen Egbo. She was not pegged as a first-round pick, and she is, she is easily like one of the top five rookie performers this year. She's been playing great. 
I'm pretty Lexi sure Hall. MJ was a MJ was <laughs> like, a big MJ MJ came to every every go here. Yeah, all of us does not include. That's right. Our own MJ Tolliver. We did. MJ did not underrate any rookie. It's just no. he's waiting for you for you to succeed, no matter who you, who you are. And well, he, he, he I, called I, it. <laughs> I, I will. I still hold judgment for Lexi Hall, but that's to be seen. Yeah, she uh, Lexi Lexi is is has has not quite uh, shown it. She did hit a three in her latest game, which gave her her first points of the season. Still waiting for that from Kirsten Bell, but but I'm hopeful. Yeah. I think she'll she'll get her first points soon. So uh, yeah, another bench performer, Raquana Williams, returned to the Aces after missing the first three games. And against Atlanta, she had 14 points and four of nine shooting from three. Uh, very, very happy to have her back because our bench was looking kind of meager up to that point. One of our podcast favorites, Crystal Dangerfield, had a 10.6 assist game against the team that waived her. A proper revenge game from Crystal Dangerfield. Nice big celebration. They all celebrated her at the end of that game. Indy got the win. Beautiful. Mwah. Also, another podcast favorite, Dana Evan, who, who likes proving people wrong. Uh, after her 24-point explosion as a starter, she came off the bench in the following game, scored 15 points, shooting three of three from three-point range. Four rebounds, two assists against the New York Liberty she has uh, she has now gone off come off the bench more than she has started so she is she is well in line for our sixth player of the year consideration at the early going and then we've had Nicolina Milic from Minnesota against Chicago this is an impressive performance considering the opponent with all of the bigs that they have 18 points on 10 shots she looked really really great how how did Nicolina Milic wind up with the Minnesota Lynx is an investigation that I, I would like love to hear about since she wasn't in training camp with anyone. Serbian center just happens to just show up in Minnesota and is like ready to sign a hardship deal. It's interesting. Uh, but anyway, 18 points from her. She, she played really, really well. And uh, performance of the week, I think, goes to Ari McDonald. 20 piece, five for seven from three, two steals. About the only one who, who could really get anything going against the Aces. Uh, she played fantastic, made a lot of people happy, I'm sure, who have been rooting for her. She had another good performance, too, another double-figure performance. So she is she's another one who could be considered in line for the sixth player of the year so far. And speaking of which, uh, I went through and I looked at all the players who had played a little bit more. I'm, I'm giving the sixth player of the year so far to Dana Evans. Dana obviously had her best performance as a starter, but she's she's had 24. She's had 15 in three games. Third game, not so great, but that's okay. She's she's playing well. She's here to stay. We'll give her, her the gold medal position. Epiphany Prince has only played two games, but both of them were very good. Before she had to go into health and safety protocol, she scored 13 in one on five of six shooting and then 11 in the other on only four shots, two of three from three and, and a perfect three of three from the line. She played great in both games, initiated offense very well for the Seattle Storm. And then for third place, why not? Han Shu, double figures in two games off the bench. Sure. There's really not a lot of great candidates right now. <laughs> so Yes, there is. Uh, oh, is yeah, there? Is. is there somebody else? Lexi Brown. Lexi Brown. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, Lexi actually started 
and then had her worst game. So maybe she's meant to come off the bench. Maybe. Uh, yeah, she played two really good bench games prior to that. She's played well. And then the the other player that I had mine was Ari McDonald, who's played her first two games were not that great, but her last two were pretty good. And she is pretty solidly going to be a bench player with Erica Wheeler and Tiffany Hayes occupying she, the guard spot. She frustrated me because Ari McDonald. Yes, I, I drafted her to my fantasy oh. team. Okay. And I sent her. You didn't cut to... her, did you? Because she, she, she came up. With <laughs> I traded a... her. I traded oh, her. Well, that would be frustrating. But is that her fault? Her fault or your fault? It's, it's her fault and no. my fault. <laughs> she didn't trade herself. <laughs> she she went, didn't trade herself. She doesn't I, have that power. I had to do MJ. it. I was, I, was getting, I was getting Ryan Howard back. I had to do it. Oh, okay. To. Well, then that, that's fine. So, you know, but she got you Ryan Howard. So why yeah. would that be frustrating? Because she finally scored them points after I moved her. Yeah, but Ryan Howard has played like an MVP in practically Man, every game almost. I was, yeah, so I was I was gonna say that. Like, she, <laughs> yeah, you have no reason to be frustrated. We, Don't be mad yeah. at Ari McDonald. <laughs> she I, didn't do this. <laughs> I just I, I wanted also, her to last the season with me. Who who traded Ryan Howard for Ari McDonald? I'm assuming there were other um, players in that deal. Drew <clears throat> was it? Drew? <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna yes. let him hear the end of this. Oh, uh, see, but it was I, I sent him a. Aerial powers too, though. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? He, he wanted he her still real won. bad. <laughs> he still won. Yeah, and I, I sent him one more player too. I, I have to look it up here, but I sent him a, a three for two. Was it like? Was it like Gabby Williams? No. <laughs> you would like. Fan. You would like for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm only asking questions. No. All right. Uh, before I get killed, let's move on to the the weak sauce portion of the of the podcast. Pause for singing. Uh, All right. <laughs> oh, weak sauce. You need to All put right. a drip right like right after that. Weak yeah. sauce. Bloop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so I just came up with a list. I you can tell me where I'm wrong. I did not do this the way normal people do, you know, their power rankings. Like this team is 0 and 4. This team is 3 and 1, but they beat this team. This is basically confidence level going forward with a few adjustments in between if, you know, somebody had a particular has had a particularly bad time. Hint hint up to this point. Yeah, uh, you know. I agree with that approach. All these yeah. power rankings where the storm are at like nine or ten. It's like, okay, yeah, no, so right. Lost a couple it, games without Stewie at their backup point guard. Like exactly. <laughs> and they're starting them in the rankings. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, no, you get it. You get it. Okay. So starting off, I I don't think this team is gonna finish in twelfth place, but they've they were such a tire fire up until their most recent game and just a brief pause while I bring up their games real quick. Schedule. I hope you're not going in on my team. I, I'm pretty no. sure it's about well, to go on. in on the links. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, Spoiler yeah, alert. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just guessing. I'm just reading the tea leaves. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, the tea leaves were correct. Coming in at number 12 is the Minnesota Lynx. I do not think they're going to finish 12th on the season, but it just, it, it just deserves some recording for a posterity. How, much they bungled up the early portion of their season is just in insanely, insanely, insanely bad. I, I'm not convinced they they still have a point guard yet who is who is going to write the ship. I do like Mariah Jefferson, but I like her more as an off ball shooter than I like her operating out of the pick and roll and such. Uh, their their games so far were a 
97 to 74 loss to the Seattle Storm, a 78 to 66 loss to the Washington Mystics without Elena Deladon, should be noted, a 82 to 76 loss to the Indiana Fever on the road, and a 82 to 78 loss, which qualifies as an amazing performance by, by their standards so far, to the Chicago Sky at home. The the last game is going to give everybody a little bit of, you know, give give everybody a little bit of a positivity boost if they're Lynx fans. Mariah, Mariah Jefferson had a, a pretty solid game for them. And the Nikolina Milic, who I think is still hardship, and I don't know that they're, they're necessarily going to be able to keep her. But in any case, she came off the bench, like we said, for 18 points. Impressive bench performance. I, I still, I, this, I think this is a bad team still. They're going to get Kayla McBride back. Demira Stontis, I think, should be activated at some point soon. She was only supposed to be out until around this time. We'll see how that goes. But they don't have a point guard. Until Dantas returns, they don't really have a power forward. I guess they have Jess Shepard, uh, who everybody has been happy with leading the team in assists since they don't have really have a starting point guard. It's not a great team. Sylvia Fowles is playing amazing. Like it's it's almost hard to believe that this is her final year because man, she could she looks like she could go for three or four more. She's just been playing incredible. The rest of the team has not. Ariel Powers has really, really struggled. The the point guard situation has been a tire fire. Most of the rest of the supporting cast has has just not been playing well. Jess Shepard has put up a lot of assists but had trouble with shooting and turnovers. It's not good. What what more can you say? But do we see an improvement here? Do we see them kind of getting back into it with the return of Kayla? I just want to say you got me laughing with this tire fire. Is it is it a Ford? One of the old Fords? And the, what's it's the- it's a mix of tires. It's you just go down to your tire store and just stack them up and, and pour some gasoline over them, and that's what the Minnesota Lynx look like right now. I don't mean to throw us off. <laughs> it's okay. Do we do how how what do we think about the potential for a Lynx comeback to respectability? We know that. Cheryl has done this before. They they started out 0-4 last season. I think they had a bad opening and again the wobble, but I can't remember now. It's been so long. Yeah, I I've lost a fair amount of faith in this Lynx team, mm-hmm. as our Lynx lead colleague is irritated with me about. But I know they started last season 0-4, mm-hmm. but last season they still had fee. They still right. had Laisha Clarendon on the horizon. And how lucky I don't was think that? They have. That just yeah. that saved their bacon. Yeah. And I just don't, you know, Kayla McBride is, is a fantastic player. There's a lot of bright spots on the performances on this team, but I don't think they have the talent to mount the comeback necessarily. The 0-4 start felt like them underperforming last mm-hmm. year. And this year, it's like, I'm not sure if they're that underperforming. That's a really good um, point. Yeah. If you were looking at like point differential or something like that, they, they did not look like an 0 and 14 when, even when they were pl- played with that record. Uh, just a note about Kayla McBride. She played yesterday. She's playing tomorrow on a different continent. That's insane. Hmm. That's ridiculous. Jeez. <laughs> She's like made of iron. I, I yeah. do not understand. And she kind of did something similar last year too, and killed it in her first game. So, damn, Kayla. All right. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like they're suddenly like there's so much roster turnover, you know, so much uncertainty, especially with fee out. They are basically restructuring on the fly. And I say give or take maybe 
seven or ten more games. I really want to say seven. Once they figure out who's staying and y'all know what I've been saying about young teams like the like Atlanta and Indiana, like once everybody figures out their roles and who's going to do what, you know, they'll figure it. They'll figure something out. Yeah, because like you said, it you know, just because it's not really about how you start. It's about how you finish and and they can finish strong. So. We'll see. I, I know health is going to matter because when I seen Powers, who, who stepped under her the other day <clears throat> on her shot? Oh, I don't remember. Health is key for them. They for can't sure. have anybody go down. So we'll see. Yeah, there's 36 games and I kind of have to remember that there's actually more games to mm-hmm. to make a comeback. But I'm not feeling great about their odds of making the playoffs right now. I think there are a lot of teams that look pretty decent ahead of them. I think everybody is except for the team we're about to discuss <laughs> is uh, looking a little more positive than I normally thought they'd be, or at least around the same neighborhood of where we thought they would be. And quite a few of those are player playoff contenders. The, the next team on, on our early power rankings list, I, I can see this team finishing 12th is the New York Liberty started off with a two-point win over Connecticut, where basically everything went good for the Liberty in that game. They shot 44% from three. Natasha Howard, I think, hit quite a few threes in that game. Then it was on to the destruction. They got demolished by the Chicago Sky, 83-50. to They got beat at home by the Indiana Fever, 92-86. And they lost again at home to the Dallas Wings, 81 to 71. Those games, I think, are more emblematic of where this team is right now. A couple of notes. Sabrina's playing really, really great. Off to an amazing start. Looks like she there's there's something that has kicked in about her game, even if it's just basically a no one I have to do this myself and the ability to go do it. On the bad side, the other quote unquote stars on the team. Not playing it like like it right now. But Nigel Laney is the the numbers aren't good, but it's less about the numbers than it is the shot selection that we've seen from her so far. She's still trying to play hero ball. She's trying to do what she did last year, um, not turning it over nearly as much, thankfully, but at the same time, also just putting up terrible, terrible shots. And then Natasha Howard, who looked really good defensively in that first game, she she kind of was able to to hold off John Quell. Granted, they, there were John Quell had like three three Liberty players around her every time she got the ball because the Connecticut Sun were able to offer no spacing. But she she stood up, she didn't foul her, did a pretty good job on defense. And but offensively she has just been an absolute disaster. Terrible shooting, lots of turnovers, trying to do post ups that go nowhere. Nobody is really stepping up. The only the only other reliable uh player so far has been uh, Whitcomb, who was fantastic last year. I, I didn't really think that was sustainable sustainable for her, but she's she's doing pretty well this year so far. Stephanie Dolson still trying to find her legs and, and find her role in this offense. She has not been very productive so far. Michaela Onionware, not, not great, not terrible. And then everybody else, except uh, good old Han Shu, who, who is, who's doing those 12 minutes a night, instant offense. Beyond Super that, just... Efficient. Yeah, just uh, disappeared. Lorella Kubai looked good initially, and then just as has as it steadily gone on, it appears that it's it's going to be a tall order for her to maintain a spot on this team. 
So it doesn't look like a good team right now. There's some areas, some players who you could see improvement coming out of to maybe make it a little better. Sandy Brondello, I think, has said a lot of the right things. She said that, but Nigel Laney should not be carrying all of it on herself, and she doesn't want her to play like that. That message has clearly not been received just yet because that's exactly what she's trying to do. I think this is a bad team, and right now I, I feel pretty solidly that they're the worst team in the league. Am I wrong? Becky? I think you're 100% correct. I can report back from the Sky game. I was there in person. They were awful. It was was one of the worst just performances I've seen from a basketball team. Like, no, their shots weren't falling, and that's part of it. But one, the shots weren't falling, but it wasn't like they were barely missing. It was like a lot of air balls, a lot of just absolute bricks. Like, it was... It looked like a team that like could not shoot well, mm. and you know when you see their other shooting numbers, it's like okay, like they can shoot well. We, we know they have shooters on the team, but like they did not look like good shooters that night. But I was actually through a lot of the game being like, I'm not impressed that the Sky aren't winning by more because of how poorly they were playing. Just could not. I was surprised by how low the turnovers were. Actually, I think they only had like 12, 13 turnovers that night because right. just passing the ball to each other was a whole struggle. There were a lot of just bad passes that weren't just didn't quite hit them so they had to kind of collect it you know they just like completely it's not a turnover but it completely stalls out the offense as you're trying to get the ball and the sky neutralized sabrina ionescu mm-hmm. and if you if you neutralize her that they don't seem to have a plan b right now yeah And they made it seem pretty easy to neutralize her. They were just attacking her when she had the ball and she was struggling to get the ball up the court. And then on defense, Rebecca Gardner in her first game in the WNBA immediately recognized that Sabrina could not keep up with her and just Mm -hmm. ran by her to the basket every chance she could. (laughs) So the (laughs) the team looked really bad. I don't think they're a very good team. I like a lot of them individually, but I was... Yeah, as I said, I I thought based on how bad they were playing, this guy should have won by more, and they did end up winning by thirty some points. Like yeah. that's how. Yeah, they they didn't even look ineffective. Good. They looked as a team. even in closer games against Indiana and and Dallas. I I just don't think they looked good. The, to me, it, it, the, both of those games could have been by far more. So. Uh, currently, they're last in offensive rating, second to last behind, uh, ahead of just ahead of the Minnesota Lynx in defensive rating. They're they're doing quite poorly. Uh, MJ, what do you think? How do you feel about the Liberty this year? I'm just thinking about what I said in one of our preseason or preseason uh, season previews, mm-hmm. where basically it was Sabrina or nothing, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's what we're seeing now. They have time to try to figure something out. I mean, I don't know how much Hansu is going to play, but Mm -hmm. because she i don't know i like her efficiency like she's efficient like for real you know like i was actually shocked and i don't know if they can i don't know who stabilizes that team like what player you know can just make it where okay this we're this is the median right here this we're gonna get to this every day now who's gonna step up and for and provide the extra for us to get over the hump and etch out some wins i'm not sure who that is right now like so yeah, and it can't it can't be Sabrina. I wouldn't put it all on her. No. I just wouldn't. No, they it's just they really need a big. They need an improvement out of of Betnaja, and they need Natasha Howard to not be terrible. Yeah, 
Uh, and they need to quit with the post-ups because those were <laughs> going out. She was never good at them to begin with. And, and she seems like even worse now. It was just every time they tried, that went absolutely nowhere. They are getting Rebecca Allen back. That's another shooter for the lineup. And that is a pretty solid defender. Good point of attack defender was one of the one of the things Walt Hopkins did right. Or I don't know who figured it out if they figured it out on their own. But they would play her on the point of attack and she had her long arms and everything kind of made it difficult for ball handlers. That was a that was a nice little wrinkle. Maybe she'll help out to some degree, but I'm I'm fairly confident that this is a last place team, barring lots and lots of shooting luck, which occasionally will happen when you shoot a lot of three pointers. So moving up on to number 10 in our in our early season power rankings, I would call this definitely an improvement. The only team that I feel super negative about and their ability to not get better is the Liberty. Everybody else has been a little promising or, you know, has at least shown some potential for growth. So that's kind of been fun. And number 10 is definitely an improvement over where, where I had them in the, the preseason. Indiana Fever. They have played five games so far, uh, most of them out of anyone. They lost to the Washington Mystics 70 to 84. Then they lost to the Los Angeles Sparks, 87-77. They beat the Fever, or the Lynx, rather, 82-76. They beat the Liberty, 92-86. And then they barely lost to the Atlanta Dream because Marianne Stanley doesn't understand the WNBA rules on how much time is left after a rebound. 85-79. to That was the most infuriating end of a game that I've seen this year. I hated it so much. Oh, I didn't see that game. What happened? Yeah. So the, it was, they were down by three. Were they down by three or two? No, it was two. It was only two points. Indy was down by two points. There's 20 seconds left in the game. Atlanta put up a shot, got the offensive rebound, 20 seconds left, and Marianne Stanley called for them to foul. And there was, it was, uh, the shot clock gets reset to 14 off of an offensive rebound. So do you want 20 seconds to score four points or do you want six seconds to score two? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was just an infuriating game because that game was so good. That was if you haven't watched it and you got League Pass, go and find it. Watch it from beginning to end. Lots of great stuff. Indiana would have won that game, I think, if Melissa Smith hadn't gotten hurt. In the middle of it, she rolled her ankle pretty severely. She's questionable for the next game, so I'm glad to see it wasn't more serious than than that. She had 18 points, and she was just she was eating. She was feasting on that Atlanta interior. She was doing great. The aforementioned Queen Egbo block of the year so far, absolutely outstanding. Ryan Howard had an amazing game. She looks just incredible. We'll get to her when we get yeah. around to the Atlanta Dream. Just uh, going up and down the roster here, just really, really promising so far, Melissa Smith is clearly belongs in the league. She's clearly a, a, a player. Queen Egbo is, has, I think, uh, shown herself to be much better than a lot of people predicted her to be. Alexi uh, Hall, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Emily Angsler. Just, uh, yeah. Emily is, is, is just quite a player. If you look at like her per 36, she's like 17 rebounds. <laughs> For 36 for for a wing player is 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 amazing and then on top of that she's also like 7.3 fouls per 36 so a little work to do but she's she just watching her play is is really really fun she's just big long arms bothersome the shooting hasn't arrived yet i hope it will that will add something for her game she's a lot of fun though i'm i really enjoy watching her destiny henderson has kind of had her moments she had one really great game and then the rest eh, not. It's a good, we'll see how she continues to progress. 
fun, 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 fun team. One of the most enjoyable teams to watch so far this year. MJ, I know this is your team. Give us the good vibes. How do you feel about the Indiana Fever? They're like one player away and continuing to grow to me. Uh, mm-hmm. They need another four. They need, or uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Queen is going to eventually step into the role of what they really need. And then I'm I'm uh, upset with a Tiffany Mitchell. Like, I need her to show up real fast, like like right now. <laughs> well, she's not showing up next game because she, she yeah, has it off she's for personal now. reasons. So, but uh, yeah, Victoria Vivian's also had probably her best game, I think, in the first game of this year. I don't think she she had played a better one yet. Yeah. So hope always springs eternal for her. She she has such a, a bad injury history that it is kind of taking a little shine. They need more from Alana Smith, to be honest. I think she's... The she had one. a few good games too, or decent a games at least. A few, but yeah, because it's like I'm not expecting. I'm expecting Emily to be scrappy like she has mm-hmm. been, and she's been getting a couple of fouls playing that way. But I'm not expecting her to impact on the offensive end. They need Alana. I think it's her. I think she's the one that has to to fill the gaps, and you know everybody else is going do what they do and hopefully smith isn't out that long either because she hurt too isn't she uh, she she is was is questionable for the next game so at least she's not out okay right okay. that's at least a, that's a good sign but did you guys see which game was it kelsey was going crazy was it she's, against she's gone not crazy the in a few of them it wasn't the aces was it atlanta it, it would have to be atlanta because they, they haven't played the aces yet okay bruh <laughs> no, she she's off to a tremendous start right now. Why? The lowest uh, amount of points she scored is 15, and she has uh, games. Ooh. Her last three games: 26, 24, and 27 points. She's on one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. she's she's playing out of her mind right now. I hope she can keep it up. Having getting her in the All Star game would be tremendous. Becky, what do you feel about the Fever? I had them in the same spot. They are so much fun to watch. I agree. The rookies are doing what you want them to be doing. Besides Lexi Hole, who at least has had a very good humor about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When she got that. dropped. Right. Um, uh, Emily Engsler's games translated in that she can cause as much chaos as she could in college in the WNBA, which yes. means she's always going to be a fun player to watch, even if. Like, she describes herself this way. I was writing a a profile on her, and she describes herself as, like, her game is a risky game. Like, that's just, she's going to take the gamble, and she's like, I hope it works 80% of the time, and if it does, (laughs) then it's worth it, you know? She's causing chaos to one team. It just might be her own. Yeah, like, occasionally she'll get bad fouls, but, like, you know, the game it's a game of odds, and she's going to try to be you know, get it done as much as you can. And so she's been really fun to watch. And Henny had her big game that showed that she can she can do this on the next level. Alyssa Smith has looked pretty raw, but pretty good. Like the town is there. Just some yes. stuff needs to get cleaned up. Similar, similar with Queen Eggwell. And then it's fun because Kelsey Mitchell has always been a really fun player, but she's been on a deeply unfun team for the last few years. And now Kelsey Mitchell gets to be a fun player on a fun team. And I... I'm excited about that because she really, her first game, like what, I guess she only scored like 15 points or something, but it seemed like, oh, kind of a slow start. And then she just like went off the next game. And that's fun to watch when she's just lobbing. Yeah, she's, she's killing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, this is just really enjoyable. I'm super happy that this has paid off. They're, they're just going in, going all young and, and working with the players that they're working with. Yes, I got y'all on board. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm on board. Let's go. Oh, and um, Bria Hartley still 
Yes, Debrie Harley's is mm-hmm. is uh, coming back, and she's a lot. She's really talented. She proved a lot of people wrong in the Webble. Yes, that she played as well as she's played anywhere else. So if she can just mentally get into that Webble space, then uh, that will be a huge advantage. And if she gets into a space of having played anywhere else, then maybe not so much. But apparently, uh, we'll she just won a Turkish League championship. So yep. Yep. Maybe she just needs to be in the turkey slash wobble headspace. <laughs> just get into the turkey When, when does she come back? Uh, I, it's it's this week because they just finished up, period. And you have like 48 hours to report after your overseas commitments are done. So, okay. Probably it may get some disagreement here, but this my number nine is going to be the Atlanta Dream. Off to a tremendous defensive start. They blitzed the wings in their first game, 66 to 59. That's that's not much of a blitzing score, but it, it felt like it when they when you watched them play. The, the Wings were not ready for what Atlanta brought in that game. I just think that they were unprepared and they did not handle it well. And Arike shot herself in the foot several times. And then <laughs> they beat the, they, they followed up and went 2-0, beat the Sparks at home, 77-75. Then a real team came into town. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Las Vegas Aces came in and demolished them 96 to 73. And then they uh, rematched up with the Fever and they the aforementioned game we just talked about, which which the Fever probably should have won. 85-79 on the road in Indiana. Uh, the story of the Atlanta Dream has, of course, been Ryan Howard, who is playing at an MVP level so far. On both ends of the court, she's she's just great. I'm gushing every time I watch her play because it is very clear that this is a special generational player. And the fact that nobody saw her as a generational player is is kind of just kind of shows what everybody knows. College is different. You don't you can't necessarily see everything that a per, that a player can be in the WNBA when they're in college. She summed it up uh, pretty succinctly by saying, "When people said, oh, you you actually." pretty good catch and shoot jumper. And she said, yeah, I've always been a good catch and shoot jumper. I was just never open. I knew uh, she was a good defender because she, she got to, she often in college got like the best matchups, even bigs. They would just throw Ryan Howard at them and, and then just uh, focus on everybody else. So at least I knew that much, but I did not realize how complete her game is. She does everything well. It seems she can shoot. She rebounds. She passes very, very well. She defends amazingly. She's just, yeah, is this is, it was a mistake by Washington to give up this pick because I I fully think that Shakira Austin is going to be very good, but they 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 missed a legend is what it looks like right now. Couldn't be happier for Atlanta. They really needed somebody like this. And Tiffany Why do you Hayes have them ninth though. I have them ninth, and the reason is is because they the rest of the team can't score. They do not have any scores. They're going to get Tiffany Hayes back, but even beyond that. Uh, they just have so much problems generating offense. They have Cheyenne Parker, who is okay in the middle, but better, bigger, bigger defensive players will eat her up. Monique Billings, it's just not a collection of greats in the middle. Kia Vaughn, and then you move out, and it's like Christy Wallace is their current shooting guard. Erica Wheeler's their point guard. They have Ari McDonald. These are all promising, you know, Ari's a promising player. None of them are easy scorers. And I think Tanisha Wright, former Aces assistant, has done about as good a job as you can doing maximizing what they do well, which is just getting them to play intense, furious defense, which they've been doing pretty well, and playing at a 
at a tremendous pace in order to give themselves as many opportunities as they can. But like in that Indiana game, one of the things that our our good friend ENFP Dream Fan was lamenting was that they weren't able to pull away. And the reason that they weren't able to pull away is just that they could not generate offense. And this is going to be an issue in practically every game. They'll get a little better when Tiffany Hayes joins them. But I just I don't think they're going to be able to put many teams away. The defense is going to have to carry them through. And every game, you're going to be subject to the whims of, did the other team get hot shooting threes? If they did, they're probably going to win. <laughs> so that's why I don't see them getting into the playoffs this year. Although putting them ninth, you know, is just is just basically an exercise in waiting for some other team to have a collapse or a key injury or whatever. So they might sneak in. I, I think it's best for them if they don't anyway, because they do need somebody else. They need another good, good offensive player, hopefully in the lottery next year. Aaliyah Boston. To, you know, that'd mm-hmm. be the dream, right? Yeah. South Carolina, just mm-hmm. go. It's it's what, two hours <laughs> away to get to Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, right there. You know, a bunch of South Carolina uh, fans show up every time Asia comes into town. Get to root for Aaliyah Boston at home. That, that would be the dream. I think that's there's a better chance of them getting Aaliyah Boston in the lottery next year than there is of them making a run in the playoffs this year. So just finish ninth and, and go get her. That would be awesome. They, 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 they sucked last year. So they have a good two year record regardless. That means they're going to need her to scale back. Cause she's like a Rike controlled. This yeah. She's, what I mean. she's been she's on like that. A, it's going to be real hard to intentionally lose games with Ryan Howard. Yeah. Team. Cause she's like, she's like a Rike with full, like, control of her pacing and everything like so i don't she's just dangerous period and yeah. she's on a defensive end so ew, i don't so know am I, am I too low with ninth uh you, you i think me. so okay see but i was doing it based upon uh you know just doing it as we go like next week it'll be a different power rankings the week after like but not i think yours is kind of more futuristic like yeah at mine, least is, with them. mine is looking ahead i just think they're gonna have I had a lot of third. trouble in closing out games oh so geez no 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 yeah this is yeah. not based on how they've played so far I'm oh third, okay but... okay okay all right what I about mean, you was... becky do you think that i'm being too low on them i i would like to tell our good friend and listener <laughs> ian fp dream fan that i had the dream at eighth up until like 20 minutes before the pod and I was going back through. <laughs> we didn't discuss this, by the way. And I moved them to ninth behind yep. the wings. Yep. Even though, of course, the dream beat the wings. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I think there are a lot of bright spots in the team. Obviously, Ryan Howard is the talent that people were hoping for when they were calling it the Ryan Howard draft. She's looking like a generational talent. And that's just amazing to see. She's already got that like confidence and poise on the court. I think Christy Wallace has been pretty good and better than expected. Yeah. She's a fun player too. She's, she's like that uh, chaotic, like we were talking about with Angsler is that she just runs around and, and gets in the way a lot. She's been, been great on defense. I also think Cheyenne Parker has done really well. I'm, Mm -hmm. of course, a Cheyenne fan from her Chicago days. Obviously, (laughs) her ejection in the first game was trash because the refs like to eject players for no reason. But I do think... Marvelous acting job by Kayla Thornton. (laughs) Extremely well done. I also love Kayla Thornton. Like, it's like, okay, (laughs) if you're going to flop, go for it, you know? Yeah, she just, uh, she's just (laughs) like, ah, I've been shot. (laughs) I was more annoyed at Marina Mabry is like, as soon as the ball's on the ground, she's like, okay, this means I can just start tackling people. Yeah, right. I could just start strangling people. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's more what Cheyenne was reacting to is that she was being like, 
<laughs> in a chokehold by Marina. She's freaking out. Anyway, but I do think watching, I didn't see all the Aces game because it didn't look like it was going to be a very fun game when I turned over. Turned, Depends turned on your perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Aces look small, right? I think Cheyenne's a good big, but... Mm-hmm. And Mo Billings is a great rebounder, but yeah, they do not have that power in the front court. That yeah, just no need. easy buckets. That's basically what it comes down to is that they have a hard time getting them. And that means just low scores. They, they're going to have to rely on the defense for everything. And it's going to be tough. But very fun team to watch and more fun than I thought they were going to be. Which... Yeah. And I, even, even, even if I, I don't see them making the playoffs, uh, Tanisha Wright, fabulous job so far. Absolutely. 100%. I still think they could absolutely sneak into the playoffs. There's a For couple sure. teams ahead of them that are, you know, the wings looked a little shaky. That's why I had them at ninth originally. We're getting there. <laughs> the Mercury could become more of a mess than they've looked so far. Like there's there's teams that could could have a little bit of a disaster here. So Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, let's moving on to one of those potential disasters. In number eight, I had the Dallas Wings. And this is um actually feel pretty decent about about where I, I had predicted. I, I still think that they, they might even surprise us a little bit, but there's, there is one thing kind of standing in the way and, and MJ knows what it is, is that is uh, I, I, we, I don't know if, if Vicky is <laughs> capable of, ha- of getting this talent where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there are three games so far. They lost to the dream, the aforementioned game, 66 to 59. That was, that was a Vicky coaching disaster. She was just basically throwing out whoever she could out there to stop the bleeding in the first half and, and not actually coming up with a plan of any sort. Then they upset the Washington Mystics on the road with Elena Deladon there. Natasha Cloud did play, but EDD did. I think that's right. Yes. And we'll I'll get back to this game, but that was surprising. And then they beat the New York Liberty as they well should have because the New York Liberty are terrible. 81 to 71 in the Barkley Center. That Mystics game, I'm not putting too much stock in it. After when the, what is it? The Washington was up 15 and then Dallas hit six straight three-pointers. Not on six consecutive possessions. Oh. So yeah, when you hit six straight three-pointers, good things happen, (laughs) apparently. And then on top of that, Washington just kind of wound up turning the ball, but not in ways that Dallas was necessarily forcing. It's just like, they the quick change in score i don't know if they rattled washington or if it was just one of those things that can happen in games where all of a sudden you lose concentration and and you start turning the ball over over and over and over again and that's how dallas won give them to give them some credit that's the kind of thing that can happen with the talent they have we know that rike is a very very streaky shooter and being a streaky shooter means that just sometimes you're just you're going to be unconscious oh yeah and the one of the best parts of that game was was natasha cloud live tweeting it because she was in health and safety protocol. So she got to live tweet the entire game. And I don't know, we needed, we needed her to clone herself and, and live tweet all of their games because it was absolutely hilarious. It was tremendous fun, but I want her to play and not live tweet games. Yeah, Arike, the moment they started, the shots started falling is she just became unconscious. The team just started shooting really well. And if you look at the box score, you can kind of see how, how balanced everything was in, in their game. What was it? It was, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, or five players in double figures, 27 for Arike, 21 for Alicia Gray. Off to a really good start herself. Isabel Harrison, 15, Kayla Thornton, 12. 
Marina Mabry 10. That's just the kind of thing that can happen with this level of talent. They have a number of players who can go and get that double figure for you in any particular game. And that's where the big, where I see the biggest difference between Dallas and Atlanta is that Dallas is just a threat to go off and score. And they're going to win a lot of games that they shouldn't just like this one because of that. And they're going to be in more games than I think Atlanta is. Atlanta may play really well and still wind up losing because somebody outshoots them. And Dallas may outshoot somebody who, who should be wiping them off the floor. That's just the kind of thing that's going to happen. So I, they have not even gotten Satu Sabali back yet. That's another player who we can add to that list of just skilled players who can do something at any given point. I think they, I think that they are capable of maybe surprising. And then there's just the potential, the, there is the potential train wreck thing where uh, Arike shoots them out of too many games and Vicky Johnson messes up in other ways and they could potentially find themselves out. But right now I have them in actually feel pretty decent about having them in this current playoff iteration. MJ, we'll start with you since this is, this is your ex-girlfriend team. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what new is there to say about them? (laughs) That's true. We've said, we've said probably like more about the Dallas swings than any other team over our history. (laughs) Alicia Gray looks as steady as I've, as I mentioned before, Rike is still a, a gun, a higher gun. And sometimes she just, shoots a whole lot of strays i mean <laughs> we wait no side too yeah uh, they they have absolutely no bench whatsoever they're no production off the bench right now so i mean should should we throw side two in there for potential six player of the year uh Maybe? no Satu's gonna start uh I think it's gonna be yeah 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 so who's gonna um, sit down so. who's gonna sit down izzy <sighs> so probably is here kayla oh okay all right yeah well, and mind. i think and there's a good chance like marina may come off the bench we'll i was see. gonna nominate her but she has actually started more than yeah she, she started the last sat. end and ruined, yeah. ruined all of our sixth uh yes because she would have i mean i wasn't gonna really come off lexi yet but yeah yeah marina it was gonna be lexi marina but then i kind of went the route yeah looking forward marina is definitely somebody who who will keep an eye on but if vicky just yeah. decides to start her then that's that's pretty much done because I was thinking Dana Evans or uh, Ali Quigley too. Yep, whoever, Earlier, whoever, however that one goes as yeah, well. Yeah. Whoever points up coming off the bench there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have nothing new to say about them. Just okay. let's let's just wait and see what happens. Yeah, Vicky, we uh, let's let us pray, <laughs> dear WNBA basketball gods. Please, please let Vicky Johnson just have the dream that sparks the playbook of a million wins please like we, we got two wmba names in that sentence that dream that sparks yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> put a measure together measure together the dream have a great rookie and the sparks have championships just put it together just please because i right. still love the wings yes that's my ex I got feelings for her. if she got right, I might call. You might. Back. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. I don't like. Don't ever do that. I you're going like to be messaging the wings at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's like that's, <laughs> that's a rerun. <laughs> hey, what you doing, big head? You up? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I just had a drink and I just thought about you, <laughs> baby. I miss you for real. I'm sorry I left you. We no, have a clip for this we're not gonna upcoming do that. show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, Becky, save us, save us, give us your thoughts on the wings. I don't have too much intelligence to say about it. It seems like maybe they rise and fall with Enrique, and 
maybe you might want the coaching to change so that they don't just rise and fall with the reggae to have some more reliance on other the players. The best thing that could happen to them is, is Satu really takes a leap and kind of forces yeah. everybody to reposition and make her more of the offense. That would be fantastic. All right, moving on up uh, to the team that I have in seventh, and that would be the Los Angeles Sparks. I had them in seventh too. We've had the same hey. list so far. I feel very and- smart. I only ranked the top five with an honorable mention. <laughs> MJ did a whole different assignment. Yeah, I know. MJ. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we did not discuss what our no. what the power rank would be. We just said there will be power rankings. Yeah, I know. That's a, I just, I, book that however we thought. I we wanted should. to make this as little work as possible. Yeah, and I uh, figured only the top six teams really kind of matter. I mean, it, it is represented by record somewhat, but just because everybody else is losing. Yep. So. Yeah, it's it's also been just kind of emblematic of it is that nobody's undefeated anymore, and there's yeah. only one winless team in the links. Uh, so things have and probably been a little closer than than anticipated. And uh, I think part of that is due to some injuries and players being left out. But anyway, well, no, I was I was going to try to spoil the number one, but never mind. I'll wait. No, 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 I'll, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll wait because I I think I know who you guys number one is, and it's mine too. So. Let's, let's uh, I was really torn on it, uh, actually. So we'll see. Uh, I don't but, think so. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to see. We gonna see. <laughs> okay, so the Sparks, a 98-91 overtime win against uh, the Chicago Sky, a uh, controversial call done uh, right before overtime that allowed the the Sparks to tie it, and then they, they won in overtime. A incorrect call. Incorrect it's call, not- sure. That journalistic project is controversial. It was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong, and the ref should feel ashamed. Then they beat the Indiana Fever 87-77. They lost to the Dream by two, 77-75. And they the all of the games, but the no, all of their games have been on the road. So we've got to take that into account. And then they got blown out by the Connecticut Sun, 77-60. Rough, rough start, rough schedule for them to start it. They basically, I think somebody mentioned that they basically had like three or four home openers <laughs> so far for other teams. You could see like the good side of this team in, in some respects. NECA has has gotten off to a fantastic start. Liz Cambage has had quite a few good games. I don't think she is. She's She's where she will be, but she usually works out to, to work her way into shape as uh, the season goes on. Some losses that they shouldn't have, a win that they shouldn't have, definitely a loss in the dream game that they probably shouldn't have. And they probably shouldn't have gotten blown out as much as they did by the Sun. But the the Connecticut Sun, in my experience, I've always played Liz Cambage very, very well and just make life in, impossible for her. So that didn't surprise me too much. A little bit like Atlanta, I think this team is doesn't offensively work. There's just not enough shooting. There's not enough spacing. And that is going to cause their post players to struggle a little bit. I do like them defensively, but I don't think that they've lived up to that so far this season. They they seem to have had some problems coming through. This is it's just one of those, it's also like one of those train wreck potential type of things that uh, I don't think I don't see things gelling naturally the way they should. This could go really south in a hurry, 
or they could figure it out and and suddenly become contenders. But this is kind of where I have them at the moment. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them. How do you feel about the Sparks, Becky? Yeah, I don't have a huge amount of confidence in them. Obviously, they they beat the sky and <laughs> we'll complain about that call. But also, it's one of those things where like, this guy shouldn't have put themselves in a place to be able to lose by that call. I've personally been a little disappointed in the play of Cambage and Kennedy yes. Carter. Yeah, Kennedy um, has had one good game and the rest of the the rest of the time she's struggled. Yeah, I don't I haven't seen it as quite the highlight play, but Jasmine Thomas crossed her up in that Connecticut Sun game and it looks it's a little yeah. rough. People haven't been sharing it as a highlight reel, but they could. I will say that watching NECA play after I put her solo in the top 25. I, I forwarded it games to her. That's that's stupid. that's why. That's what happened. <laughs> what? I was watching her. I was NECA, like, did you, did Madam I... President? Madam President, I, I need you to look at this. <laughs> did you do that or are you just joking? Was... No, I'm joking. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? I have a hard time even talking to, to players when I'm there at an event where I'm supposed to talk to them. Okay, I'm I'm thinking like, no, he's going to turn us into an enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I immediately felt a little dumb about that because she's been playing really, really well. But yeah, I'm not super excited about this team. It hasn't quite been gelling. They're they're missing Katie Lou, who's a Uh, somebody who can shoot. By title. And Christy Tolliver, who obviously provides a lot of leadership. So we'll see once I have the complete team. Yeah. But I think this is probably about where they, they are. But like you, I could see them just kind of crashing and burning in weird ways as well and finding themselves. Yeah, like all of the things that we we worried about with this team have kind of shown themselves in evidence. And the thing that it were, the area where I thought they'd be really good, the defense has has not quite popped up yet. So they've, they got like the, the, that was that, like they had the, the really good Kennedy game in the first game or 12 points in 12 minutes, you know, good for, for, for what it was. And Jordan Canada went off and I don't expect that to happen a whole heck of a lot. And it hasn't since that game, but yeah, just since then it's, it's been, I don't, you know, they haven't really played, haven't really shown themselves to be something, a team to be scared of. How do you feel about them, MJ? I'm a little disappointed because. I felt like they were just going to play through Liz exclusively and she's played. Okay. Like, yeah. especially against Indy, but I don't know. I had higher expectations. I don't know if she's declining maybe at least statistically, but you, you know, I was really high on them having all of the, the bigs on their team. I thought mm-hmm. it would work in their favor. Kind of how the aces don't have any in their wearing a small ball. Is like, you know, I, I think there's a reality where you can have a team that doesn't necessarily have the greatest space and all of that. You have to scheme real good. And that points me to Derek Fisher. So mm. I'm not sure if them getting rid of Taya plays any part in like, at least on a defensive end. I don't know if maybe they were affected by a Zowie B not being there. I don't know. It's just been a lot going on with them, including roster turnover and whatnot. And then you said they tried to, I didn't, I didn't, who, what game did uh, Lexi start? The most recent one. Was They've that, been playing was with that, that small forward spot. It's been four different starters in four different games. Yeah. So they had originally, they had Amy Atwell and we've barely seen her since. The second game was Ray Burrell, I think. Yeah. Or Jasmine Walk, one of the two. And then the, the third game was the other one. And Ray Burrell is, is, is hurt right now. She, hurt, yep. She's out. And then Lexi popped in for the fourth game and, 
had her worst game. She had really, she had th- three pretty decent games off the bench and then she came and started and, and that was her worst game, which was, I, is kind of funny, but I would, I wouldn't mind putting it all on Lexi. I would try that and see what <sighs> she does with it. Just, just cause you, you don't having a one or two game sample size is not enough. Well, Katie, guess, Katie Lou's going to start when she's back. She's going to be their, their starting small, small forward. Yeah. And she's going to take up those. That no, I mean like that were to facilitate. Oh, like, that's, that's just not, hasn't been her game though. It hasn't been, but I think she may be. K- I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too highly of her from AU. Just- uh, well, Kennedy really needs to show show us what she's got because she's the best. She is theoretically, at least, she's the best creator yeah. that this team has, and the way she's been playing has not anywhere lived lived up to it. So, I think if she goes, the potential for the offense goes, and if if uh, she can't get untracked, then they're gonna have real real problems and all of a sudden Atlanta looks like they might make the playoffs if that happens so we'll right. see <laughs> and then then in just last thing Christy she they need her because she makes a lot of big clutch buckets too yeah like right when you need them so that, and I think it will be good for her to come in rested too I, uh, well I don't know if I hope she's over there working out with the Mavericks while she's <laughs> okay, put no, up I'm, shots. I'm serious too I'm, yeah I'm, yeah no no yeah. no no doubt no doubt and, and that's <laughs> that's all I got Okay. I think uh, we should credit the blowout last night to Christy. Um, <laughs> sure. Good I job, thought it Christy. Was her. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't even know who the who the the Nuggets coaches. I can't remember. Jason uh, Kidd. Jason oh Kidd. yeah. Let's definitely credit it to Christy Tolliver because Jason Kidd is about. Wait, is bad. he the head coach? He's the yeah. head coach. They He's about as bad in my book as Derek again? Fisher. Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy. Yep. Okay, yeah, it was all. It was Christy. all Christy Tolliver. <laughs> should just let her take take over yeah. as uh, head coach from now on. Especially the way yeah. Luca was shooting them threes, it, it looked like Christy. Honestly. That was it. Some of them. Yeah, it's her the, impact. The Tolliver dust. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're moving into the. I think we got a fairly decent leap after after the after the sparks onto the next one. These next two, it's basically kind of a wait and see. I don't think either have really shown. Uh, a, a wide variety uh, against a wide variety of opponents to indicate how good they are. But for number six, I'm going with the Phoenix Mercury. They got demolished in night one. The Aces destroyed them 106 to 88. Just terrible, terrible, terrible defense was was the main part of that. But a good offensive team did what a good offensive team does and just to finish the job. Then they got to take on Brianna-less, Epiphany-less, Mercedes-less, Seattle Storm at home. And they beat him by 20, 97 to 77. That's that was uh, Tina's best game of of the year. She she feasted pretty thoroughly. And then they went up to Seattle for a rematch. Same same roster. No no Stewie. No Pip. No Mercedes. And it came down basically to the last couple of minutes. And the Phoenix came won that one 69 64. Not a super impressive showing given given uh, the nature of their opponent. But we haven't really seen them against enough teams to kind of figure this out. They were without Brianna Turner and Diamond to Shields in the first game against the Aces. Then they got them for the next two, but I don't think either played particularly well. They got a really good throwback game from Diana Taurasi in that second game, and that probably is the main reason why they won. So I'm a little I'm a little kind of uh, wait and see on them so far as in terms of power ranking. Uh, I do think that. Currently, currently, the way they're playing, Skyler's playing great, as you would expect. Tiffany, Tina Charles is off to a slow start, but I think she'll be better. I, it just to me, this this looks like kind of a mid-table team. That we'll see how when Brianna Turner and, and Diamond get fully integrated, 
what it looks like from there. It's kind of interesting that they've been starting Shea Petty as the third guard next to next to Skyler. But yeah, it's just we don't know what this team quite looks like just yet. I'm anticipating a good offensive team and a not so great defensive team, depending on how much Brianna Turner can change that. Oh, Becky, what do you think? I have them ranked here too as well. And really it we do not have a reasonable game to judge them by, right? right. They were blown out by the aces, but it was without Brianna Turner and Diamond to Shields. And Turner would have made a, a huge impact. We saw how her Yeah, she she guards Asia about as well as anyone from, from yeah. the forward position. Yeah, so it's really hard to judge them on that. Like I think probably with full strength, the aces would still beat the Mercury, mm-hmm. at least without Brittany, but you know, we don't even know that. And then of course they beat the storm, but without Stewie and Piff and Mercedes Russell. So what does that mean? I <laughs> there was some real classic Diana Tarasi defense on display. <laughs> there was one play, it was cracking me up. There was one play where she just like there was a rebound. She got beat on it. The the offense got the rebound, and she just saw she was beat on it. It just hacked her arm while she was shooting, and then was complaining about the foul. It was like just like the, a classic <laughs> that's Diana, classic Diana defense experience. And then uh, you know on offense, just she doesn't really screen. She just runs up and pushes people. <laughs> There's one play where she just shoved <laughs> Sue Bird and Sue fell over and just the play went on. It was just like, just this is how she plays now. <laughs> and I guess the refs are kind of like, yeah, she's allowed yep. to shove Sue Bird if she wants to. She's Diana Trossi. So, you know, that seems like it's, you know, back in regular season form for DT. So we'll see. I'm excited to see them play a team that is – fully their team to see how they actually look against them. Cause I just don't know. I don't expect them to be much better than sixth, but yeah. we really don't, we really can't say that without watching them play. A- I think everybody that we have ranked above them, I would expect to finish ahead of them. Yeah. In the standings, depending on Elena's health, but yes. Yeah. I would say that. What about you, MJ? I just believe that they're still dealing with, the psychological effects of BG not being there, honestly, oh, yeah, sure. and of course, it's it's hard to, it's impossible, you know. Let's just put it, let's put that stamp on it. Impossible to replicate what BG brings to that team. So, I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they, they basically have to proceed as as you as know, make the plans. New, if right, yeah, like like it's a new build. Like basically, if she was retired or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. like, and and that's why they went the Tina Charles route, but. I don't know, you know, I don't know what, I don't know. They got a lot of stuff to take care of on a defensive end. And then, you know, like you guys mentioned, uh, Diana isn't guarding anybody. So <laughs> Diana know. doesn't guard anybody. Skylar isn't guarding anybody. No, nah, like well. they're, they're too small, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Diamond had a pretty decent game in the, in the home game, the fir- her first game back. This is, which is 12 points on six of 13. It's, you know, it's, it's not, super duper but she was like plus 16 and four assists and then she she looked really rough in the the road game in seattle and looked to be having a hard time so hopefully she could she continues to improve so yeah just always always hoping for the best from her and i hope she's able to make a a really good contribution to this team 
All right, moving on. This is another one where we, we're not going to have a lot to say just because they have they've only played two games. But for number five right now, I have the Connecticut Sun. I'm just not ranking them any higher because yeah. we don't know much of anything. They're they're not what they're going to be. Obviously, they could finish a lot better than that. But I also think that the four teams ahead of them are going to be really really good. So and and that that this group is all kind of a makes. They're one and one. They lost to New York in kind of an unfathomable game that that it was, but. They didn't have any spacing at all, and New York took advantage of that. That was it was only by two points anyway, seventy nine to eighty one in in Barclays, and then they came home and they beat the pants off of the Sparks, seventy seven to sixty. We can say right off the bat, Alyssa Thomas is playing amazing, probably the best per game player so far that we that we've seen. She's just she doesn't seem to require any spacing to score at all. She she's just been basically unstoppable right now. We'll, we'll see if that continues to hold. They're getting Dewana Bonner and Courtney Williams back, so this team is going to look a lot different than they did for their first two games, and they're going to get some perimeter shot creation and all of the things that Dewana Bonner provides. They're fifth just because I've, I've we've seen less of them than anybody else, but it, when it comes down to it, we're, we're going to really see how these top five teams are tested over the upcoming weeks. Becky, what do you think about the Sun? I actually had them fourth. That's fine. For my sky. It was oh, a little wow. hard to I know. I get very I get very deeply anxious about my team. <laughs> <laughs> so like ranking them really high, like I did preseason, is very unusual for me because I get very stressed okay. out. Uh, but it was a little hard to judge between the two because the sun lost to the Liberty in a close loss and then the sky crush the Liberty and then it was vice versa right, right. the Sparks. But I thought the fact that this guy only beat the Lynx by four stressed me out. And so I put them <laughs> lower. But yeah. Uh, Don't worry, Chicago. I the true Sky fans not... have your back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I want them deeply to win. I just get very anxious. And the idea of like expecting them to win makes me more stressed. I get I'd rather, it. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? But it, it was hard to judge the sun because they were missing Dewana Bonner and Courtney Williams. And also, I didn't watch either of these games, so that also means it was hard to judge the sun. I don't really have anything. I just felt like they needed Courtney Williams in the games that I've seen. Like, yeah. that, they, were, they were clearly missing a wing player. So Yeah, they need something. It'll be interesting also to see if, if as predicted, Brianna Jones, she's another one who might be on the sixth player of the year list when it all comes said and done. Because I do think that they're going to start Bonner Tom, Alyssa Thomas and John oh, yeah. Jones. Those are going to be, that's going to be the starting unit. So Brianna's going to come off the bench. But yeah, there's just not yeah, a lot was, to say right now. They're I was kind of bummed that they only played two games. I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. When I, when I want to pay attention, they're one of the teams that I'm uh, paying attention to this year. And it's just like, well, you're going to, I mean, this is what we've seen so far is not the way that it's going to be. Although it yeah. just definitely looks like Alyssa Thomas is on one and she doesn't need Lord, uh, working labrums to, to dominate <laughs> in the WNBA. <laughs> All right, moving on up. Uh, number four for me, I, I popped Seattle in this position right now. Uh, they started off by beating the pants off the Minnesota Lynx. That, that doesn't mean much, but it was 97 to 74 at home. Did what you should do against a bad team. A good team should do against a bad team. They played a really great game against the Las Vegas Aces on the road. Lost by 11, 74 to 85. Then they lost. That's when they, after that, they lost Stewie and Pip. 
In addition to Mercedes, Artie, who's been out, and I don't know when she's coming back, dropped, uh, got hammered by the Phoenix Mercury on the road and then narrowly lost at home. They are the scariest one and three team in the league. I, I have no problem ranking them fourth, to be honest with you, is because I know that they're going to be good. That that last game, the 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 game that they narrowly lost to Phoenix, the the remainder, you know, like rest of team looked pretty damn good to me. And so when they get a Stewie back, I think that they're they're going to be angry and start demolishing teams. They're they're going to get their first chance against uh, the Sky on Wednesday in Climate Pledge Arena on Facebook and Amazon Prime Seattle <laughs> and Marquee Sports Network, all that good stuff. League Pass hopefully as well. And then um yeah, but the they're they're going to be fine. Uh, this is just a worst possible situation at the worst possible time that they fortunately left them out without their best player. And two two games that were probably winnable and they weren't able to win either of them. They the supporting cast only worries me in one respect and I won't mention any names, but the the wing shooting is a bit of a struggle. I don't see it as a a permanent problem because they do have Steph Talbot to fall back on. I will say that Gabby has played outstanding defense so far. She's been definitely all defense worthy, but the shot has been horrible. I don't expect it to last, but she's like at 20% right now. And normally she's like a 40 some odd percent shooter from the field. So I think that will get better. She's but shooting has never been her strength. I think Talbot's going to start playing a little bit more as the season goes along because they're going to need the offense and they're going to need the spacing, especially in the playoffs. But right now it's just, it's a little worrisome. You have to worry a bit about Sue who's been struggling a bit to come out of the gate and hope that she, she hasn't hit a wall or anything. Joel Lloyd has had bad games without Stewie. And that's, that's kind of been a little bit of the history that she, she tends, she struggles a little bit when she's not there, just not at the same level. So we'll see how that continues to play out. And if they can kind of get, you know, hopefully get Mercedes back whenever she comes back, the bench looks actually pretty decent. They're going to be, they're going to be there in the end and you can never count out a team with Brianna Stewart. So they will, they will be there as a title contender. Becky, what do you think? Yeah. Another team that was a little hard to judge with having Stewie out. I also put the sky versus a storm on Wednesday, which will be, this evening, if you download our podcast first thing in the morning yeah. to listen to. Revenge tracker game. Um, yeah, to be a real, oh yes, of course, Gabby Williams mm-hmm. revenge. But I think it's going to tell us a lot about yes. these teams, at least if Stewie's back. Yeah, like Piff is back, so I think Stewie will be back. Because I agree, you can't really judge those Mercury games very well. I think Stewie is the type of player that's good enough that she raises the level of play of everyone on the team mm-hmm. as well, despite the the early season record, they're still be a very good, very scary team to play. Another another reference back to the season preview, just when I was just saying, you know, what what is the team going to be going forward based on health? Because they take on different complexions when somebody's out. So, yeah, I think it's I, I don't I don't I don't think it's a, a good enough sample size yet either. So, but I do I will if I had to put them up that high, I would agree with you guys because I mean they're a contender. As long as Brianna Stewart is healthy, yeah. There's really as long as everybody's healthy. Stewart, Sue, and Jewel, as long as they're healthy, they're good. So Yeah, and I do think that I mean it looks like the like the pieces around them when they get Mercedes back into place. I do like Brian January and Epiphany Prince off the bench as as their backup guard duo. I mm-hmm. think they're gonna be just fine. 
All right, moving on up. Uh, number three, this is where I had your Chicago Sky. Becky. Uh, okay. They, yeah. <laughs> I um, like <laughs> Yeah, 91, lost 98 to 91 to the Sparks in a horrible travesty, a great miscarriage of justice game. <laughs> what? Yeah, a miscarriage of a, a justice? A miscarriage of justice, a travesty. Did you see the, Let's the go. final call of the game, MJ? Yes, I did. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and Candace, Candace trying to uh, calm coach down. Um, <laughs> wow, which is that's, which is weird. That's like gasoline trying to calm down a fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he'd already gotten a um, you know he he, a, he, he got his yes, uh, tech earlier in complimentary the game, tech so. of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, horrible, horrible travesty an investigation immediately all right and then they they stomped the liberty as they should have because they're a good team but yeah and then they, they the links game was probably closer than it should have been is turnovers the problem right now is is that what's kind of of Not uh, really actually yeah. the first game they had 25 turnovers and the last two games have been totally fine oh, okay all right fair um, enough yeah they're they're yeah uh, so it averaged out like we're actually like really good on the turnover numbers right yeah, now. yeah you're second second in the league in turnover percentage so that that's pretty yeah. good uh, I, d- I did see that courtney was kind of off to a little bit of a of a weak start but she was the one who carried them to the victory in that minnesota game down the stretch she was just it was, she just put it in her hands and and got the win basically. So I'm, I'm not discounting Courtney Vandersloot at all. So far, they've been out without Allie. Allie was missed the first two games, and then she you know, only scored seven points in the one that she did return. That's okay. She'll be fine. They missed. They haven't had Clea Copper. There's, this is fine. I'm not worried about this team. They're, they're going to be totally fine. Emma is off to a terrific start. Uh, justifying my, my faith in her. Everybody else is a, is a little bit slow. There's a, been a few minutes that have gone to players that were not expected to kind of be around. They did get a really pleasant surprise so far in Rebecca Gardner has played a, a couple of games and has performed pretty well. I, I, I'm wondering how, why she never got into a WNBA game prior to now, just because she is clearly a WNBA athlete, if nothing else, like you would, you would want to, put her out there, even if she plays defense and then just kind of like, you know, work on something, work on a jumper. And yeah, she's uh, ready. She is. Yeah, it, it, clearly she's 31 and it, she's, she's a plus like above average WNBA athlete, which immediately jumped out at me. And I'm like, okay, wait, what, what am I missing? Why haven't we seen her? Well, whoever brought her into Chicago's training camp, good, good on you. You made the right choice because uh, it looks very much like she belongs and can, if nothing else, stick as a defense slash slasher who can take advantage of certain matchups. And that is perfectly great, given the, the, what the options for backup guard look like. Dana Evans has, as we've previously mentioned quite a few times, gotten off to a really, really good start. She she had that incredible game in game one. She had a really good game off the bench. She looks like she is more than ready to stick on this roster, which is really, really good. Super duper happy for her. And then now we're getting like not probably not a lot of minutes for Lee Yuru, but we're going to get her into camp and she's going to probably be able to do something. You know, she'll she'll provide some matchups as as bulky as she is out there. This looks this looks like a lot of fun. And then we got, you know, Kalia coming back this week. So that's going to be great, too. Uh, great team. I have no complaints, no notes They're They're going to be just fine. That's it. What do you think, Becky? 
you're, you're really hyping me up here. Um, <laughs> I, I think I ranked them too low, but I am very excited about the talent we've brought into this team. Obviously, Emma is doing what you want Emma Meesman to do. She's just been, she's been doing yeah. everything. She's, she got like seven steals the other day. <laughs> like she's just like killing it. I told y'all. Um, I told and you. Then, yeah, yeah, you were right. And then the historical issue with this team has been who is the backup to Courtney Vandersloot. Mm-hmm. Like that's been for the last multiple years is what we're, what are we going to do about that? That's why we had point Gabby for a while. And last year, Dana Evans fit that role. And it was like, it was mostly like, okay, she can play those like four minutes per half that Courtney's right. not playing and not mess things up too much. Like that's where she was last year. And you were like, okay, great. She's a rookie. She's doing it. And now the way she's playing is like, oh, like we have a real, real good option to back up Courtney, someone that you're excited to come out on the floor that's going to add something to the offense as opposed to just, okay, like she's not Shiley Heal. Like she's not going to turn the ball over. Poor she's gonna make, like, it's gonna. <laughs> I know, poor Shiley Heal. It was rough though. But like she's more than just a stopgap yeah. player now. She's like a, she adds a new flavor to that bench unit, which is really, really exciting to see. And then watching Rebecca Gardner, I've just been so excited. I keep calling her Becky. I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> Becky. She, um, she might. You never know. Just, I'm just feeling the unity with her. But like, you know, my big question for them, or one of my big questions for them for this season was who is the backup for Ka mm-hmm. and Rebecca Gardner. Yeah, you got your you got your backup wing right there. Defense, like she like she fits really really well, and I think it's going to be a huge luxury to have her coming off the bench when Ka's out. So I do feel really really good. I don't really know how all the rest of things are going to work. I want Anale Mali to stay on the team because I really like yeah, her. We have Julie Alamon coming in. We have Liuru. I like. I don't know how. I don't know how the numbers work out, but it all seems promising, and I feel like having too many good players that are really showing that they can contribute is a very good problem to have in case. Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're like uh, whatever, two and one and maybe a little bit shaky to start with, it's like the players who have jumped out are exactly the players that they needed to jump out. That, yeah, that, like Candace is gonna. Players. Candace had some more turnovers than he wanted. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Courtney had more turnovers. They're gonna be fine, <laughs> you know. Like if they're the ones that are playing a little rocky to start the season, you're like, okay, because like yeah, you live with that, and they'll then, get it you, together. <laughs> yeah, you're not like you're not like the Sparks who can't find a small forward. You you're now all of a sudden looking at players that potentially look pretty good coming off the bench. And yeah. whoever their sixth woman winds up being, I have no that's, idea. That's what gonna I was going to say. Is, is who it's going <laughs> to be at it, this point. It? Well, I mean, but like, so no, it could be, it could be Dana. It could be Allie Quigley if they decide to start somebody else and let her run with the bench a bit. If they keep that ace unit, I think that was pretty Ricky Rue's uh, name for uh, Candace. What is it? Emma, Candace, and Azure. Because James Wade has liked how they've played together. If they want to keep them together as starters, and then, then you have Kalia as the shooting guard, and then Allie Quigley comes off the bench, and maybe she's your sixth player, or Allie Quigley and Kalia start, and Emma comes off the bench, and she is, or Azari comes off the bench, or what? You know, there's it, options now. You could put it in one statement. This team is a problem. Is, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of them. There's a lot of problems yeah, on this team. It's a, it's a whole problems team for everybody full else. Of <laughs> And now we move on to number two. And I really actually kind of debated this a bit. I do think there's an argument for both teams. And the, I knew the basically, one was going to be up here. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I know I it's know not your team. To pick. I know to it's me, not your team. 
Actually, they both kind of are my team right now. Not so champion. That's fine. Team. That's fine. It's just it's just an early season power ranking, and I will give it to the team that actually took the match between the two. But it, it could go either way. The Aces are number two. They could be number one because they've had two significant blowouts along the way against competitive teams, and I like that. I like that they did that. They had one loss, which was quite bewildering. Let's let me let me go down the list here real quick. So they they blew out the Phoenix Mercury 106 to 88. Then they had won a very competitive game against a Brianna Stewart Seattle team. 85-74. That's great. Then they had to fly. That was that was a late Sunday game, not an afternoon Sunday game, how they normally are. And then they had to fly, and it was a 12-hour flight. And then they wound up on Tuesday. This is a lot of excuses we're hearing. I'm, I, you know what? I, I, let we me, haven't let heard, me, heard I, anyone else's travel schedules, but suddenly. <laughs> hey, now, now, okay. Well, let me. Let's get into this just a tiny bit. I am not making. I'm not using this as an excuse for the loss. But so they they go. They're up 13 at the half on Washington, and then it all falls apart. And it felt falls apart in a God, we were tired sort of way where they were missing really easy shots and they couldn't get back on defense. And that 13 went from plus 13 to minus 13. So let's, let's parse that out. Minus 26 total over the half, which would translate out to minus 52 over the game. I don't know how, how tired you have to be to lose by 52. <laughs> that's, that's basically the level that they played at over the second half of that game. Part of that was that Washington all of a sudden just started hitting everything and anything from everywhere, but they, they, they gave up. They, the aces played very, very poorly in that second half. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying the, the, the flight was a whole thing, but Kelsey Plum in one of my favorite quotes said, I'm the best conditioned athlete in the league. And even I was tired. Which, her to go ahead and flex and call herself the best conditioned athlete in the league was great because it's probably true. <laughs> and she is also not a prone a player prone to making excuses for anything. So if she comes in and she says, you know what, we were tired, that's it. I believe it. I'm not saying that that's the reason that, that Washington's beat them, but they clearly were gassed in the second half. Then they got angry and they went down to Atlanta. And they decided to blow Atlanta out in a very, very angry game. That was that was what I was kind of waiting for them to see how they responded to that. And I think they look great. I have I have really no complaints aside from the ben- the fact that our bench looks kind of rickety right now. Can't really complain about Teresa Plaisant's shooting. She's she's uh, shot quite a few threes and she's made quite a few threes. Uh, decent if unsustainable percentage. I think she's like maybe even up over fifty percent. I don't know, but she's uh, she's made quite a few. But beyond that, it's like the starting five has basically been it until Raquana showed up to the point where I'm actually looking forward to Kia Stokes joining the team just to to get somebody that we can trust to do the things that we expect her to do out on the court. Fourth, Jackie Young has been off to an amazing start. She's she just came ready to play and she's been killing it. Asia has been fine. The only game that she she didn't play well was that Washington game. Every other game has been great. She's like uh, ready to go on a tear with the blocks this season. It appears Kelsey Plum has been fine. She she had her she she kind of had her uh, a couple of moments. Also, I think in that Washington game where it, things didn't go her way, but overall, she's been fantastic. Derica Hamby has been fantastic. I have no complaints about her. Chelsea, a little slow start. I think she was still struggling with a foot injury that she 
had in training camp and they limited her minutes. And then she was uh, phenomenal in the Atlanta game. I'm, I always, I am, will concede. I'm a little bit worried about Chelsea's performance this year, uh, just because I don't see the things that I was hoping to see improved from her. I want her to take more threes. I want her to, to look for her own shot more and not try to make, always make the fancy pass play. Uh, that's what she kind of does and that this team doesn't need it. She, if she has an open three, go ahead and take three. That's really, if anything comes out of Becky's shoot, shoot threes, threes, Uberalis is Chelsea taking more of them because it's a good shot for her. And if, it, if she's at the three point line and she's open, just take it. Don't, don't get cute. Just take the three. <laughs> there were many times last season where I was like, just shoot, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. Now just shoot, stop just looking, shoot it, <laughs> shoot it. just shoot it. <laughs> I feel like a hockey fan, you know, you're, those hockey, if you ever go to a hockey game, there's always the hockey fan. The only thing they know is shoot it, just shoot it. <laughs> so that's how I am with Chelsea. Uh, I want her to shoot more. Uh, it's going up a bit per minute. Uh, she just hasn't played as many minutes. It's about the same per game, but she hasn't played as many minutes. So God, double, at least double the number of threes per game, please, 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 please. And, and stop waiting to take difficult shots, which she's really good at making. She's really good at making the tough shots, but then she passes up the easy ones. So I don't know if this is, if this is a, a net plus we get four straight games at home this week. I'm very, very excited. Tuesday, we get the Mercury again. Then we get the Lynx. Boy, would I hate to lose that game. That would be a terrible one to lose on Thursday, Saturday, Mercury again, and then the Sparks. I'm looking for 4-0. I hope that, that that's what happens, but who knows? We'll wait and see. And then we're off to see, we're off to see uh, Saturday on the 28th. We're off to see the sky. They get some time off and then we get to go see the sky. That'll be fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with where the team is at. I'm a little concerned about the defense. It is not the stout defense of years past, which makes sense because they don't have Liz Cambage in the middle anymore. And outside of Asia and Dirica playing bigs, you're kind of, you know, it's a little shaky. <laughs> to say the least, but getting Kia back will, will certainly help in that area. She's a, a big body and she knows how to, you know, she, she knows how to bother certain players and the, the ones that really, really would just shoot over her. There's sadly one less right now with, with Brittany, not in the league right now, but I'm, I'm very, very pleased with it at full strength. I don't, I think we suffer a little bit compared to other teams at full strength Asia, just as a ceiling is not as good as Jonquil Jones and Brianna Stewart and Elena Deladon because she doesn't space the floor in the same way and doesn't create uh, for others in the same way. She's still very, very, very good. Don't get me wrong. And she's terrific. She's been terrific defensively, especially this year. So I'm all aboard on the DPOY candidacy if, if it keeps up. Uh, and that's where I'm at. That's my team. I love them. MJ, yeah, was, the DPOY nod is is left field for her. That, that's what Kelsey started campaigning. Kelsey started the campaign early. She was like, Asia should get uh, DPOY consideration. So yeah, it's, that's out of nowhere. But I just wanted to say, I knew, I knew it was going to be Washington. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I said you, you wasn't going to choose your championship team as uh, number one. And I was going to wait. I was going to wait because I will get to why in a bit. We'll I was, get to and it's bit. on me too because I was the one where about you know but anyway mm-hmm. i don't i don't really have i mean you you kind of broke down everything that needed to be said about the aces you you poured your heart out so i mean <laughs> i mean i'm gonna just say i think that i like the offense that becky's running for them and i think that so far though she really really wants them to shoot more yeah yeah and and i think that that's a good thing so and uh williams just came back for them so mm-hmm. and i think what becky has them looking like to me is like the the WNBA Warriors. 
So like the early warriors, like, you know, as soon as you get open, getting you getting the ball and just go ahead and shoot. Like you said, just shoot it, just shoot it, shoot it, mm-hmm. shoot it, shoot it. Like that's what they're about to do. So they're going to have games that they win huge and then they're going to have games where they lose big. So, yeah, and at least they can. They have a plan B if the shots aren't falling. They, we saw that in the Seattle game. Shots weren't falling. And they went inside and they went to the line and got got the trips to the line. And that's how they won that game. Yeah, because I don't I and mean, I don't want to drag it out too long because I know, you know, we need to bog it down. But what teams have what team is close to their pace? Right now, since we actually have this information, they are they're first in the league in pace. A second, believe it or it's not, distant. is the Indiana Fever. Oh, yeah, of course. And the but Atlanta I mean, Dream. The Atlanta Dream are playing okay. really fast right now. Everybody's kind of okay. playing fast compared okay. to last year. Pace is but, really up all, all around the board. Scott will next? also be up in their pace once they get Clea Copper back. Yes. They, yeah, you know, yeah. Right now they're 11. Trans- yeah, Ooh, but yeah. that's, that's going to change. The lack of transition is not going to stay that way, I don't yeah. think. This guy. Look at look at this infighting going on right now. The sky <laughs> gonna beat your they gonna beat your aces. They go sky going. <laughs> I like it. But um, who's the who's the next contender? That's or you know. Uh, that well, the Sparks consider- are fourth. The Mercury are fifth, and the the Seattle Storm are also tied for fifth. Okay, all right. I just wanted to know because I just think the game is moving more towards pace now. Yeah, uh, it's, or, it's, or it's, we're off to a really pace. fast start. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's gonna bog down in the playoffs, and that's where the sky, the sky have all aspects. You know, they can slow the game down. Candace can mm-hmm. facilitate, overlook everything. Sloop can, and then you can't keep up with KC. So, you know, they have everything, and then me some. But anyway, we talking about the Aces. Yeah, I just think their pace is gonna, is gonna win them games that maybe they might have lost, and is gonna lose them games. That's like, how did y'all lose? And that's really all I want to add. All right, Becky. I also had them in second behind the mm. Mystics. Obviously, as you mentioned, a big highlight has been Jackie Young. She's been just been cra- playing great, and you love to see it. I still have the question about what happens when Asia's off the floor, and, and you know, Kia Stokes is coming back, but they haven't really faced. I mean, they faced they blew out the Mercury, who have Tina Charles, but it was out Brianna Turner. They beat the Storm, who doesn't have Mercedes Russell. They blow out the Dream, who don't have um, that many bigs. Like, I, I I still question how this team will do against a team like the Sun, just in terms of having... So, <laughs> just in contrast to what you've been saying, uh, right now, is she, there, she's only been off the floor for 37 minutes total. But without Asia on the floor, minus 27.0 net rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my big question for the season was what's going to happen when she's not on the court? And that clearly is going to be a problem. Obviously, Kia Stokes isn't here. I don't yep. think Kia Stokes is the offensive player that's going to boost those <laughs> no. numbers necessarily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still think we haven't seen them quite tested again, a team with, with really big bigs. Though I guess there's not, you know, BG's gone. I'm sure Connecticut really, is going to be a way to the sun. That yeah, I think are going to maybe stop them in their tracks potentially. Yeah, we'll see. They, they kill us. Oh God, I'm, I'm dreading it already. <laughs> Chicago is big enough too. Yeah, Chicago's yeah. going to be a problem too. Just yeah, uh, and we'll see. I mean, I think it could be interesting to see them play the Sparks and what do Cambage and Neca have to say. It could be an interesting matchup. We'll find out this week. Yeah. All right. Number one, of course, the the Washington Mystics. The Washington Mystics are two and one. 
or wait, am I, do I have that right? Three and one. Three and one, my bad. EDD. <laughs> yeah, happy to have her back. She's going to miss this this upcoming game at Dallas, but she's going to play at Atlanta. So so right now I, I pegged her for 60%, and that's kind of what it, at least it's looking like schedule-wise. So anyway, they beat the the Indiana Fever 84 to 70, which they should do. They beat the Minnesota Lynx on the road, 78-66. That was without EDD, but with Natasha Cloud. And then, of course, the whole thing, Cloud not being able to play. They, it doesn't matter. They beat the the Aces 89 to 76, and they lost to the Wings 94 to 86. Natasha might have made a difference there. In her two games when she's been back, and Natasha Cloud has played fantastic. But I realized we left out a segment, and now is the perfect time to do it. And that's the Rui Report. And the Rui Report has been very, very, very good. She got starts without Natasha in the lineup. Uh, I think she played perfectly well. In both of those games, she had in the first one, she had nine points and four, what is it? Nine points and four assists. Uh, in the second game, she had eight points, four rebounds and seven assists. I thought she played perfectly fine. I thought they actually I thought that they would attack her more on defense. And that didn't seem to happen a whole lot, which was kind of curious. Alicia Gray had a few moments uh, where, when she got switched onto her and, and she, you know, she, she just took her to school and, and was able to score. It didn't happen with regularity, which was which was very, very interesting. And I think that Washington has kind of found a way around that. When when that matchup happens, they they make a certain amount of defensive shift to take away options. And Rui is really good at fighting through screens and staying in front of her opponent. So she makes it a little more difficult than it would be you would expect with someone of her height. So that's been that's been pretty great. I've been I've been really happy with that. She hit a three pointer in the first game, one of three, and then she hit two in the the second game that she started. That was one big concern is that she hasn't really been a three pointer three point shooter overseas. She doesn't shoot a whole lot anyway because the the way they play the spread offense, she's always initiating, and then she finds the person who's going to shoot. And the WNBA, they're gonna they're probably they're not gonna be able to do that all the time. So she needs to at least get a corner three down to contribute on that end. Hustle rebounder, really, really happy with the way that she's played. I'm very, very much enjoying it. And on top of that, we got her friendship with Maisha Hines-Allen. They have their own handshake now. It's delightful. Uh, you should go check out Wayne Cole on Twitter, who has been covering the team. And he has been giving us all the great Mashida, Rui Mashida news and her relationship with, with Maisha and amazing pictures, one of one of which is instantly memeable. I love it. I'm enjoying the Rui experience. Anyway, that has been the Rui report for this week. There were this will be an ongoing series as long as she is playing. I love her so much. Anyway, moving on. The rest of the game, rest of the team. Elena Deladon has been just just like she never left playing at an MVP level. She says she does not feel like the everything is all there, that she, her timing is off and whatnot. Maybe she's um, lying. Well, she's playing great regardless. <laughs> I can she's kind of lying. see it a little bit. It's not it's not the same kind of fluidity, but it doesn't seem to matter all that much. She's oh, shooting. Her shot looks so smooth still. It looks fantastic. It's she's playing buttery. great defense too. She plays Asia really well and she played Asia really well on defense in that game. Rebounding seems to be there. The passing seems to be there. Just Elena's back. Yeah, uh, she is. She's being modest. Maybe, but she's playing great. Natasha Cloud, her first two games, she's played fantastic. Ariel Atkins somehow heard about our podcast 
and decided to prove you all wrong about putting her 24th. She is she's playing all league level currently right now. She's been fantastic. In fact, those have been really their big three is are those three players. Shakira Austin off the bench has had her moments. I think she had a double double in in one of those games, if I'm not mistaken. The the rest of the bench kind of has yet to come around a little bit. Katie Benson gave us some nice moments, but she unfortunately has been waived. They're expecting back Kennedy Burke to take up a backup wing position on the team. And what a great pickup that was kind of really, you know, Seattle was in a position where they basically had to cut her because of Mercedes injury. They had to carry an extra big. So they carried Rashonda Gray that left Kennedy Burke as the odd woman out and Washington pounced on that and grabbed her off of waivers. That's a great pickup. She's a fantastic defender and she can play within the offense a bit. So I think that'll work out really, really, really nicely for them. At full strength, the reason, oh yeah, and Alicia Clark played. Hooray, Alicia Clark played in their most recent game and she played really, really well. So another weapon. The reason I have them at number one is at full strength. If they can maintain full strength and I I don't even want to think about the percentages of that. If they're all healthy by the time the playoffs roll around, I'm not necessarily predicting anyone, guaranteeing anyone will be able to beat them in a three or five game series. It's just they're going to have the best player on the floor in a matchup with Chicago or Las Vegas with all due respect to everybody on Chicago. If, if Elena is playing, Elena is better than their best player. That is that a hot take? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. You understand you just, then you real matter of fact about it. That's, just because uh, it's the truth. That's it's the truth. The only players who is potentially might be better than her over a five game series is Brianna Stewart. That's how I I feel. I was just going to say everybody should fear them. Yes. The way she Uh, looks right now. If Elena's healthy by the end of the game, by the end of the season. And, you know, it's a long season. It's going to take a while to get through and we'll see how it goes. But they're 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 banking wins right now. And if they can give her a rest toward the end of the season and get her ready for the playoffs, I don't want any part of that team. The the 2019 Washington Mystics, I have I have PTSD from that team. They would just destroy us and destroy us and destroy us. And that game, the finally when we beat them in the playoffs by like 20 points. Oh man, how cathartic was that? Because they kicked our ass all year long. Could not do a thing with them. And that was a good 20 that that 2019 Aces team at their peak. Very, very, very good team. Probably my favorite team out of all of the ones that I've I've watched play. Just really, really enjoyable from a personality standpoint. But besides that, really good team. And that kind of petered out towards the end of the year. But when they were in the midseason, they were playing really well. And we still couldn't do anything with Washington. So I don't know. Beat them once at home in 2019. It they was, did. I, uh, I do remember that. Pretty fun time. <laughs> yeah, we beat them on the road. But I can't remember if Elena played that game or not. Whatever. It was, it was, it was always weird with them. But yeah, it, they would come into the... Mandalay Bay, just kick our butts. And then we always, and then we have, we've always had like this weird thing with Washington. We had the canceled game in 2018 because our flight didn't land anywhere near in time and they didn't, and the Aces players didn't feel it was safe to play the game. And then we had the game that had an earthquake that ended the game in halftime in Las Vegas and it had to be completed later on in the giant Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights hockey (laughs) arena. (laughs) 
uh, that was weird. I went to that. I went to the completion of that game and it was like the strangest experience and they still kicked our butt. So what was even the point? Uh, and then they had the game in Washington where the, the bell or whatever, the horn didn't work. So they had to use an air horn for the 24 second clock. <laughs> so this air horn going off <laughs> at the end and it was so loud oh and so God. obnoxious. It was so funny. And they had, to, they had to have the announcer count down the time because the shot clock wasn't working. <laughs> Just weird weirdness, always weirdness between Las Vegas and Washington. And now we have this 12 hour flight. It took 12 hours to get there and it sucked. And yeah, what else is new? It's just uh, just weirdness between these teams. Yeah, it's the how it how it all shakes out. We're going to have a, if we have a Brianna Seattle team that's fully healthy, please, everybody be healthy. Just give me this for this playoff. Let everybody be healthy. All the main players going down between Seattle and Washington and the Aces and the Sun and Chicago, oh my God, that that could be so freaking fantastic, especially as a Final Four, and then whoever gets that fifth matchup with the team that doesn't make the top five could be so beautiful. I really, really want to see it happen, and I want everybody to be healthy. I just, I just don't want anything to mess it up, and that's where that's where I'm at. Uh, is is there any reason to think this team is not the best team when when fully healthy? No, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it plain and simple. No. It's, yeah. It's Alicia Clark uh, is just, wow. What a, what a piece for that. And, and she, she looked great. She looked like she looked good. So Natasha has, has boosted her game. That's something else. And then Ariel Atkins looks phenomenal. And Maisha with that eight rebound, eight assist, God, whatever she tore us to pieces too. She looks fantastic. It's just so many, so many weapons. They're so good. Yeah, and I I feel like I'm eating a little bit of crow because I had them all type of disproportionately ranked on on our. Well, I said on that five that I didn't think uh, that they were going to be they they would have the same ceiling, and that looks stupid now. Yeah, uh, they they clearly do. They just just edd if she's playing like she is, she makes everybody that much better, so much better. They haven't even figured it fully out yet. They don't know how they're going to run the offense necessarily when Cloud is off the floor. It looked like a little bit of we're figuring things out as we go along. I think they're eventually just going to let Rui operate within the spread pick and roll when Natasha's on the bench or just have sets like that when they're both playing, which is, oh God, it would be amazing. It would be so incredible to run spread pick and roll with one of the best spread pick and roll point guards and Elena Deladon on the floor. Get out of here. It's over. It's done. Uh, it's going to be beautiful, and I'm going to enjoy every second of it. <laughs> so, let's see what Coco has to say. Go ahead. Oh, not too much. I'm just very, very excited to see that Elena Deladon. I guess she's not even quite back exactly in form, but she looks very, very good, and she's very fun to watch play basketball. So, yes. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm super duper excited. I can't, this, this season is already off to an incredible start. Just get rid of the injuries, please. Just turn the injuries off and let us enjoy this for a bit. That's pretty much it. That's it for week sauce, but that's it. So everybody have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday. Peace out. Peace out. Bye.